0: You're watching Monday's not just crew.
1: Well, welcome everybody to the latest edition of Not Just Crew, our Monday night special. And today I'm pleased to announce on this evening's show, we have Arpad Zakl, who is an executive search and leadership assessment professional and a former aviation lawyer. Now, he's based in London. Now, we are fortunate to have Arpad on this evening show. Now, very shortly, we will be going through 15 points of an article that Arpad wrote and displayed some time ago now, and it's all to do with crew leveraging and skills and how you can transfer all those skills you've obtained throughout your flying career, ultimately into so many different professions. So I do apologize for the video quality initially because it is a little bit, I think uh, our pad signal uh, wasn't the best uh, down where he was. So, but listen, listen to the content Listen to the questions and listen to the 15 key points, because honestly, these will go a long way in your progression, in your search to find the career that you wish to find. Okay, so joining me on this evening show, we have Arpad Zakal and the one and only, yes, you guessed it, Trevor Jenkins.
2: Welcome to uh, Monday's uh, Not Just Crew. Well, we think we've got quite a uh, special one for you today. Uh, we have Zekel, Zeckel, who's uh, got an amazing, amazing background. As I say sometimes in Not Just Crew, we sort of want to look outside the industry and different areas of it. So I'm very, very pleased that he's going to join us today. He's got quite a background, everything from law to the uh, Royal Aeronautical, Aeronautical Society, uh, even. So I'm so pleased because he'll be joining us. Joining me also today is my friend and colleague Simon Costello. So, listen, I'm going to bring the guys straight in, and uh, we're we going to ask them, hopefully, some very, very uh, poignant uh, questions. So, here, I'll, I'll welcome to my uh, team today. There you go. Hi guys. Hi, it's Simon and, hi, hi, and thank, Once again, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, our Pat, say. We've got about a million and one questions, but we sort of go straight into it and try and sort of slow it down so we can get a real feel uh, of of what you do. Your CV is is quite quite a resume, as they say to our uh, American uh, viewers. It goes on for miles. You're a member of the Air and Space uh, sort of Society and and, and Law, uh, the Royal Aeronautical Society, the Aviation Club UK the air league and they say the list goes on and on and they say at the moment um, and I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong, you're an executive search uh, consultant um, and I'm hopefully going to tell us what that means and correct me if if I've got that uh, wrong. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Um, Listen, uh, just tell us a bit bit about your background and how you even got into this industry, I say, because you're also a, a qualified lawyer. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, again, thank you for having me and, and great to, to be here with you and, and share some of my um, experience. Um, I'm originally from uh, Budapest, um, Hungary, uh, but have been living in the UK for uh, quite a number of years. I qualified as a lawyer. I'm an aviation lawyer by background. Um, that's what I practiced for about um, uh, four or five years in London, uh, mainly on the aviation insurance liability side of things. That's my speciality. And um, then back in 2014, uh, January, that's when I transitioned into uh, recruitment first, like uh, contingency recruitment, and then later, a year later, into retained executive search, which is essentially um, filling uh, roles, um, specific needs at organizations to have need for uh, very often very senior, sort of mid to senior uh, executives in, uh, in a particular business unit. Can be uh, HR, legal, finance, operations, uh, whatever you can think of. Basically, it's um, it's uh, it's global. What we do is uh, servicing clients uh, all the way from Bogota to Bangkok, all the way down to Brisbane. So it's um, it has a global uh, remit. Um, aviation and aerospace is part of what we do. Um, but it's not limited to it it's uh, what we do is um, industrial which is everything from energy renewables um, broader transportation so things like um, uh, road uh, rail uh, ports airports so it, it's a broad range of things um but it's it, gets, uh, it keeps us on our feet and it's um uh, it gives us a
2: really broad spectrum on the on the globe basically what's what's happening. Wow, that is uh, that is that is quite, a, uh, quite. So how, how did you get what, what sort of led you into this industry? So say so you, you, you practice as a, uh, a lawyer specializing in, in uh, aviation. Uh, but what, what drew you into that speciality uh, in, in the first place?
0: Uh, it's my love for aviation. I wanted to be a pilot, um, to be honest with you. Um, but then mathematics, physics, and my eyesight were not on my side. And uh, oh, no. <laughs> I had to combine um, aviation with something. My dad is a lawyer, and uh, that's what I saw all my life. And then aviation law, is there something like aviation law? Yes, there is. How, uh, London is the place to do that. And then that's how I ended up basically there. That's that's the, that's the story. Um, back in 2020 when uh, when the pandemic started um i started to receive quite a lot of um, um, messages emails from um from contacts in the industry both cabin crew and and pilots they were seeking advice on on their cvs they were obviously uh, thinking about what if this thing lasts for more than a couple of months yeah. um, and that's how my coach Coaching journey and all that started. I'm part of an organization called um, um, AV, uh, Center for Aviation Psychologists, which are basically um, uh, helping uh, pilots and also cabin crew on the on the psychological, mental well-being, uh, peer support, things like that. And I lead their career-specific um, uh, coaching stuff uh, for them as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a good mix between search, which is of course very. methodical, very um, data driven, very um, uh, uh, draining, to be honest with you, and it's it's and and, and helping people and really just um, uh, um, uh, guiding candidates on the on the job search uh, career transition side of things, which I have been very much enjoying over the
2: past. Yeah, well, few, well, we, we, year well we've 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 certainly seen these changes over over two years, as you as you mentioned earlier, uh, from fr- from the UK's point of view, it was literally two weeks to flatten the curve. Um, and at the time, uh, being a bit selfish, it was a very welcome break for me because I was absolutely shattered from flying. It yeah. was very, very sunny here in, uh, in, in, in the UK and a lovely garden to enjoy, which I thought would be two weeks. Here we are literally two years, two years later. And um, although it, it was quite devastating for the globe, um, at the same time, it's changed a lot of um, crew's perception about what they can do. And 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 what they can't do. I say when Simon and I set up this channel, um, y- you know the, inf- the our, our mailbox was full of of, of crew saying what what can we do with the with, with our jobs? We're only trained to be cabin crew, and that's of, of course when we realise they can do a lot lot uh, more than that. So I'm going to hand over to you because I, I know yeah. you've got a, a couple of questions there.
1: Yeah, I mean, our part, of, I mean, myself and Trevor have known for a very long time, and it was quite evident when we joined the airlines. Back in the nineties, because uh, we've met so many many crew, uh, we've got so many friends who obviously joined the airline as cabin crew, but they were qualified in so many different areas. Some went to university, some got degrees and uh, masters, but the chose to follow the the pathway of cabin crew. A lot of them stayed as cabin crew. Yep. Uh, a lot of them left and 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 went on to totally different areas whether it become a paramedic, a firefighter, lawyers, uh, artists, musicians. So this is something that we've known for quite a while, that uh, that cabin crew already have these skills and transferable skills. And it's always been an eye open. And this is why Trevor uh, created Not Just Crew two years ago, because he wanted to showcase and highlight how amazing cabin crew are and just what the skills that they possess and the they're so transferable into so many different areas now what i want to ask you is that did you have an idea before you started like exploring more in depth and the the psychology of kind of cabin crew's mindset and stuff did you kind of have an idea that cabin crew uh, were capable of going on and doing different things or like you know and and could like reach for the stars basically Mm -hmm.
0: I did a rough idea, to be honest with you. I think it's um, it's um, not something that many of them um, um, think about, to be honest with you, is because they don't have to. I think it's uh, it's a job that uh, most people enjoy. It's it's something that they would like to pursue over the longer um, uh, term. And I think uh, a lot of people just don't really understand what transferable skills are. What is their what is the definition of it? I think it's uh, it's it's if you allow me. That's a good place for us to start, I think, to to just um, understand or define what it is. Uh, transferable skills, according to uh, my understanding, they're, they're skills that you can actually build on and develop throughout your career, basically. They tend to benefit both the candidate. And also, the employer in a variety of different ways. They are portable. Basically, they can be taken with you wherever you move. Wherever, if, if you move jobs or even industries, you can, you can take them with you as you progress through your career. They are flexible, they allow flexibility for you. Uh, they will make you attractive as a candidate for a range of companies outside of aviation as well in different sectors. And, um, and they make you really stand out from, from the other applicants. Um, um, that didn't have the exposure that you uh, had as a cabin crew. I think it's basically, um, it gives you a lot of options as well. I think there are a lot of myriad of skills that you picked up, you pick up uh, um, um, as a cabin crew. I think a lot of people don't think about it, um, again, because they don't have to, um, but I think it would be really helpful for us to really just spell, spell them out so that people can really identify and, and really just um, uh, realize, that, yeah, I've got that, I think I can sell that and I can position myself as really someone who is valuable beyond my day-to-day sort of uh, duties and responsibilities for my for my airline, basically that I'm currently being furloughed from or are um, basically uh, um, in between jobs. yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, well, look, RPAD, please stay with us. We're just going to go uh, across a couple of messages and then uh, please stay with us. And uh, everyone else, please uh, join us in a couple of minutes.
1: Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And we are pleased to still have on our show the amazing RPAD and uh, Trevor Jenkins. So what I kind of want to touch on is the 15 points that you did put down on the paper that you wrote uh, uh, a while ago to just to highlight some of those transferable skills that the crew do possess. Now, note number one is all about initiative and leadership. So if you could just describe a little bit about what uh, crew possess as transferable skills when it comes to initiative and leadership.
0: Yeah. I think this is one of the one of the key ones that you really need to highlight when you're applying for a, a role both inside or outside the sector. As a flight attendant, you really need to demonstrate that you have great enthusiasm, you have uh, the ability to take ownership and responsibility to find uh, quick and very effective solutions basically to, to very unexpected um, problems. You need to have the ability to take charge, to offer perspective uh, to your colleagues, but also to the to passengers. And, and I think this ability to lead people, one of the I mean, especially as a senior member of cabin crew, this is one of the things that you can really um, take to other roles. Everyone is looking for initiative. Everyone is looking for leadership experience. And it's really up to you how you portray yourself or how you position yourself and what sort of specific examples you can highlight under this heading. basically. So it's really important. One of the things that are really uh, uh, overlooked by a lot of cabin crew out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Go on. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, uh, there's there's a lot of things that happen can happen on board of an aircraft, and especially if you're on board for twelve hours, uh, a lot of problems can arise, and you have to take the initiative. I mean, I can give some examples. You might have about twenty different problems on board at any one time, and it's having to prioritize which is the most important problem to solve first because that person who might be in front of you might be a little bit more impatient than the others so it's quite important to kind of categorize them and work out right let's get that one sorted out first keep them happy i can move on to the next the next passenger it's all these things going on in your mind at 100 mile an hour that you have the skill set to prioritize and deal with that situation in a split second basically yeah we've also oh, got exactly exactly yeah. and, and-
0: there are very few other jobs that requires that kind of uh, thinking on your feet and, and, mm-hmm. and really just um, making really quick critical decisions. Basically, I think it's, it's it's just a really good skill to have and will give you the edge um, over others who haven't had the opportunity to, to practice it.
1: Yeah. And also when when other crew on board the aircraft see you dealing with those problems in that particular way, it's kind of taking the lead because they they can see how amazing you are at dealing with that. They kind of like learn from you, and they kind of like they, they can take they can take like like information, and they can they can process it. They can go, actually, that's that's really good way of dealing with that situation. And obviously, you're passing those skills onto the other crew members, and you're leading in a way, but you're not. You're not actually standing forward and say, look, this is how you do it. People see how effective it is, how you dealt with that problem, and the people will copy it. it. it's You're taking the lead. You're, you're leading by example, basically. So this leads me on to keynote number two, where we have customer experience mindset. So if you could just run through a few of the points there.
0: Yeah, this is huge. At the end of the day, as a cabin crew or flight attendant, you are the face of the airline. You are the the, um, the brand ambassador uh, for your career. Um, and, and I think it's it's really important that yeah, you understand that you're dealing with customers uh, um, or clients all the time. You understand their needs, expectations. Um, it's very different from, of course, uh, the vacationer or the, the holiday maker um, to the one who is an you know, an overworked executive someone who um, um has deadlines to meet um i think it's it's um, wherever you have worked on the aircraft whether it was um economy business first you've developed this unique set of skills basically which is which is essentially managing expectations and and dealing with often unexpected challenging conditions and situations Basically, so this customer obsession is is highly sought after. A lot of companies, from Amazon to Google, everyone is basically um, asking for it. So, uh, really important to bear that in mind, and really just um, highlight this when you when you have an interview, and and come up with specific examples where you can demonstrate this um, customer experience mindset.
1: Absolutely. And just as our had described there, you are the brand. When you've got that uniform on, they're looking at you, whichever airline, whichever company you're working for. I mean, I work for the ambulance service now. You are representing the company. And specifically when you are flying and you're flying to certain destinations, you might be going to a holiday destination. You've got all your holiday makers, very excited, a lot of children. And then you could be doing a GFK where you've got so many business travelers on board that aircraft. Now you have that unique ability to kind of transform yourself to communicate with the business passengers at their level yeah you're, you're very formal you you know that they just want uh, the service and it's it needs to be immaculate They're, they probably don't want to have much conversation because they've got lots of work to do on board the aircraft uh yep a lot of business whereas on different flights you've got lots of time with holiday makers to kind of communicate and share stories and and share that experience with those passengers on board amazing skills so many things that you don't even know that you possess uh but they all come yeah. with experience
2: absolutely, no, definitely. absolutely. Definitely. yeah absolutely and again I'd, I'd just like to sort of interject there everything you s- just because i'm reading through your paper as, as well now uh but it's so true so many companies uh whether it be retail um uh, on on the phone uh, customer is king uh, at, at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I, okay. I think crews seem to do it in such a genuine way as well, rather than just sort of oh have, have a nice day. They really sort of show interest in, in what what the customer uh, actually want, is actually uh, asking for. And they've also got quite a good way to relay that up to the upper management as well. Mm-hmm. They're literally on the uh, on the uh, front line, which we actually love. Uh, this, this next one, I'll take take it side because i'm going to pass it over to you anyway first aid and safety skills um a massive so many crew have this skill but they don't realize it when they're applying uh for for new roles uh different careers um it sort of speaks for itself but but tell us tell us what, what you meant it's really it's um i mean
0: you obviously attend as crew. you obviously attend these regular uh safety and first aid training uh, it's actually a, a practical skill that a skill that is appreciated by a lot of um, employers out there. And I think what it demonstrates is really your avail- ability to deal with pressure and to work under pressure, which is basically everyone is looking for this, no matter the industry or the employer or the job. Um, it's basically it can really be the differentiator between someone who hasn't had the experience to essentially save someone's life on board. Whereas you have, probably, or or maybe even if it doesn't be a life-saving sort of situation, you dealt with unexpected situations, you had to keep your cool. That's what people are looking for, is someone who's um, confident, confident. Um, um, like someone who can act reassuringly. A lot of customer experience or or customer-facing roles require this basically. Again, irrespective of the sector, irrespective of the employer, this will be valued basically.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's one thing before I bring Simon in the, the reason I wanted to introduce this particular one from your paper was that even when Simon uh, used these skills as airline crew to go across into the uh, ambulance uh, service, he found that the actual uh, ambulance service was more was in fact overly sort of impressed with his communication skills. Uh, talking to passengers. I mean, Simon's just recently filming with the uh, BBC for uh, 999 um, Ambulance. He's going to tell us more about it in, 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 in a moment. But, Sai, I mean, on previous ones, you, you've told us how they thought, wow, you speak to um, uh, patients very differently than how, say, um, mm-hmm. people recruited outside the industry have been.
1: Yeah, well, firstly, I mean, the first aid aspect when it comes to uh, aviation cabin crew, the training is unbelievable it's it they just cover so many different scenarios you know you've got cardiac arrest you've got simple faints, you've got childbirth you know you you you, you're taught how to operate the defib you know yeah the training is just so widespread and in-depth when i when i went through the 12 years of training with the airline and transferred over to the ambulance service it was. I found the training for the airline was more in depth, more and better communicated. Basically, the training was a lot better, uh, and than what it was in the initial training aspect of the ambulance service. So all the things that we were covering when when I made that transfer uh, was was all there that I'd, that I've been taught over the last twelve years. Unbelievable, uh, and also in many other different workplaces people who are looking to recruit it's a massive tick in the box if you have first aid training they'll love that at work health and safety at work act if yeah. they've got like active first aiders uh, coming to work for their for their company they'll love it they'll love it they, they embrace it because you know it's just such a key quality and safety skills when you're going through procedures uh, like you know on board an aircraft Covering all these safety procedures, you have you were structured. You can follow instructions. You know how to deal with situations like what you were saying, our part And that ability, when you are with a patient, to communicate and to get information from them and just talk to them uh, with empathy, understanding, is paramount. It's it's priceless. It goes such a long way when you are dealing uh, with a patient. It's it's practically 60% of getting the trust of that person who needs you at that, that moment in time. And and it's just such a, an amazing skill like you all have as, as cabin crew.
2: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Which takes us on to the next one, which well, is slight slightly different. The other um, <laughs> no, no, the, the, the other one, which is the uh, next one on the line is conflict uh, management. So you're going to the other end of the scale the, the here from being very empathetic and sympathetic to all of a sudden being assertive now this is always quite an interesting one from cabin crew because and it's not all the time but sometimes say in first class for example uh you have very high-powered executives and let's be frank they're used to sort of getting their own way then all of a sudden they can um have say a, a 19 year old um Giving them sort of uh orders, not in a horrible way, it's, it's part of our uh secure checks getting ready for for for, for takeoff, uh, and, and that does cause friction sometimes, especially if the executives have, say, had a particularly uh hard, hard week and um, you know, all of a sudden they're being barked these orders. Um, t- tell us a bit more about the uh conflict management,
0: yeah, the unruly passenger, every uh, cruise yeah. nightmare, <laughs> yeah, scenario. oh, yeah, scenario. It's basically the occasionally angry, intoxicated passenger on the first or business class of the aircraft that's basically uh, dealing with them because, yeah, I mean, very often, as you pointed out, it's um, the ego is huge; uh, they're not exactly low on it. So um, I think it's really um, spotting issues, uh, conflicts arising, and diffusing them, even if even before they it bubbles over or arises, and of course, doing this uh, at 30,000 feet in the middle of the night i mean it takes some uh, takes some nerves i think and not everyone will have this so in any customer um, facing role these skills are highly valued and i think you really need to be blind not to see what what someone who is i mean let's be honest guys i mean it's, it's basically when it comes to uh someone who trained at uh british airways um emirates cathay pacific whatever where, whichever airline um but even uh um low-cost carriers i mean in terms of safety standards and training standards they're all the same if you've been through that you are unbelievably good when it comes to like and and by the way conflict management is very closely linked with our next point the problem solving skills spotting unforeseen situations on a daily basis uh, dealing with surprising and, and and very unpredictable human behavior i think that's that's really, it's an essential skills skill that um, um, any organization would love to have at any level. And uh, by the way, I've seen crew um, transitioning into um, a lot of junior to mid-level roles, but also quite a lot of them go into quite senior um, um, uh, roles as well, basically in, in project, uh, program management, things like that. So things that you don't immediately associate the role with so um it's 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 all about how you sell it how you position it and 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 how you present it at your next interview really
2: yeah actually i'm i'm so glad you mentioned that because we've seen this a fair few times on uh not just crew uh two two scenarios the first one crew applying for the lowest lowest level uh job uh or 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 career change and then within a, a, a few weeks they're being encouraged to actually apply for the uh, management role. So we, we've seen that so so many times, and and also the other one one of our previous guests, literally cabin crew, and she literally um, she teaches uh, rocket scientists now. Uh, she goes through yeah. their skills, and uh say so we've seen this so and authors, uh, business coaches. Uh, we, we we've we've seen this lots. So I'm so glad uh, you've mentioned that one. So I'm sure you I'm sure you've got something to uh, interject there.
1: No, It's just basically with all all of these points that like you've got, our part are brilliant because, like, yeah. it, t- it takes me back to a moment on board at, at any one time. Conflict management that used to happen so many times. Whether it was like you know, people were like throwing racism in, in at you, yeah, uh, you had intoxicated passengers, obviously, that one happened so many times. Uh, it's just How you are as an individual, it's so important not to stand there and put a barrier up between you and that individual. Yes, you are the face of the company with that uniform on, but it's very important to let that person in and communicate you on a human level. You have to have that connection. It's important to gain that connection with that person who's in front of you. You've got to let them in to a degree. You've got to get that common interest. You've got to kind of get that person on side. You've got to get them to trust you. So they can actually listen to what you're saying, because a lot of the times they don't want to listen to you. They just want, yeah. they want what they want, and you're gonna get it for them. But once you yeah. get that bound, once those barriers broke down, you can get that person on your side, and you can kind of like work around it, and you can come to an understanding. And sometimes it gets to a point where they've even forgot what they were actually complaining about, because you and that person have made that connection. And it's weird, all of a sudden, they're your friend.
2: <laughs> and, yeah. it's,
1: it's, and it's like, that's one of the things I used to love so much about being cabin crew, the worst situation that was in front of you five minutes ago, and you were like, all of a sudden, how was this person like, like, you know, doing what I'm asking them to do? It's, it's just such an, an amazing ability and a skill that you have as cabin crew conflict management, and problem solving skills.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Listen, um, guys, I've got the producers shouting in my ear. We're going to go to a break. Uh, Arpad, thank you so much. Please stay with us, and everyone else, stay with us as well. Back to uh, Monday's uh, Not Just Crew with Arpad Zackel. And he's written this most brilliant paper, and we will put a description down below, on the 15 key transferable skills uh, for cabin crew. Now we as we said earlier we've done so many programs before talking about your transferable skills but I don't think anyone's put them together in such a dynamic uh, way which will really help uh, really help crew for your CVs and also your confidence in going for a uh, interviews or career changes. Right I'm going to bring the uh, chaps uh, back back in. There you go welcome back gents. Uh, Oh, Pat, thank you so much for staying with us. Um, so we're talking about your, your your paper. It's something you've put together and very, very, uh, very impressive, actually. And I know you've written several several other papers. But listen, well, let's go into your uh, number six, uh, adaptability and flexibility, um, which, again, crude, no, and it should sort of speak for itself, but there's so much more to it than that. Could, could, you, could you run through that one with us?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, in your line of work as a as cabin crew, it's basically, it's uh, it's imperative that you have uh, the personal qualities of being adaptable, flexible. I mean, your, your schedule can change in a minute. Uh, although you receive your roster a few weeks in advance, it's important that you keep your diary free in case um, you may be required to stand by or be available uh, and fly on short notice to cover other people's sickness or, or major issues. Very few people, if you think about it, have, um, um, have to have the same sort of uh, um, flexibility and adaptability as, as you um, uh, guys need to have. Uh, someone who's constantly traveling has to adapt to, to different environments quickly. Uh, you're also um, um, working with people who you never really worked or met before, so you need to instantly build up rapport, trust, credibility uh, with your co-workers, although you haven't met before, I think this is something that a lot of people don't really know and think about. These teams, they get together at like 5 or 4 a.m. in the morning, they see each other for the first time, and they act and work like they've been working together for the past 15 years on a daily basis. I think that's something that is overlooked both by uh, uh, cabin crew themselves, but also by um, by um, employers or potential employers of, of crew. I think that sort of extreme adaptability and, and flexibility, I think it's not well understood outside of the aviation circles, I think. But correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that that's what I've been experiencing.
2: Oh. Yeah no need for a correction there you're you're absolutely right and and, and on board we know so many times when sort of customers have said oh do crew work with each other all the time and that they literally see um and they, they as you say they won't really notice they literally see uh, a group of people uh and you may have flown with one or two of them before but you'll never get exactly the same crew twice especially on the big uh, long haul uh uh com- companies yeah. uh but from a customer point of view, they think we've known each other for literally years, when in reality, as you say, we met just over an hour previously during the briefing. So it's quite, I mean, sure, Simon, I'm sure you you found it exactly the same.
1: So, like, what, what I'm going to say is that if you do go for another job position and they do ask you about when have you showed the ability to adapt or you show flexibility, then please use these as examples where, like, you're working with different people all the time. So you're having to adapt to different people's kind of work ethics. Uh, Also, if you are on standby, you might've just packed for a one nighter because you think you're just going to get called for a one nighter or in in an occasion that I had, I ended up doing a five night Mauritius. And so like, you've got to work out kind of like, right. Okay. Then, so I'm not going to be back for another six days. So you have to sort out your personal life as well, especially if you've got families. So all these short notice decisions and actions that you have to take, use use all the experiences that you've gone through within your flying career. New people to work with all the time, destinations changing on a sixpence. You've been taken off a flight to do a totally different destination because that happens. You get rolled over from a flight. All these times where like you'll be in a briefing and. You, you think you're used to a, a bunch of crew and you have had that one hour with them and all of a sudden you're taken out of that environment. You, you have to go on <laughs> another flight and you're working with a whole other bunch of crew and everybody's looking at you thinking, who are you? You went in the briefing room, you're a new face, and then you have to try yeah. and win them over again. Adaptability and flexibility, all these skills that you possess where you can just put yourself in a whole alien environment and make and, and make it work for you and interact with other people and to get the job done that you need to get done at that time They're very adaptable
2: yeah yeah you sold that one to me sir. yeah I, 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 I totally agree and I bad in fact I'd, I'd like to sort of ask you another question on this um and in fact the whole, whole paper um where did you go to do your research for this whole mm-hmm. whole endeavor
0: I spoke to you about um 15 20 um, different crews basically just asking them about their experiences asking them about uh, um, what are the sort of uh, requirements what are the um, sort of uh, what do they feel are the skills that they've developed doing this job um, over many many years and and this is the the result of that so it's it's um uh, uh going from one crew uh, to the other who were willing to share with me some some of their experiences, basically, and hear it from the horse's mouth, really. I think that's yeah. that's, that's probably yeah. the best way to, um, to do any research. Yeah,
2: well, I certainly got it got it uh, spot on, uh, which leads us to uh, number seven. Side, you want to introduce this one?
1: Yeah, number seven, very good one. It's a big one. This one, empathy, compassion, and emotional intelligence. So, run us through that one, please, part
0: Yeah, it's um, it's also something that is very often overlooked. Uh, You're dealing with cabin crew, with other crew members, um, but also passengers. They all have their own needs, feelings. You never know what the. uh, what they've been through um, the previous day, so basically you need to uh, um, you need to be able to anticipate their requirements, their needs, attend to them immediately, um, and and basically this sort of um, the empathy, the compassion, the the EQ that you develop on the job um, this is second to none. I think um, there are very few posi- positions out there that require that sort of the patience, um, the understanding that. Uh, at two a.m. over the um, uh, Pacific Islands between Sydney and Los Angeles, um, um, dealing with irate passengers, unruly special passengers. I think very few people realize what really the true meaning of empathy, compassion, and and, and emotional intelligence is um, until they think about the the role deeply. That's that's mm-hmm. that's my sort of take on this.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things about being cabin crew is that you encounter and meet so many different people and everybody has a story. Everybody's got a backstory. People sometimes are struggling at home. Some people are struggling at work. And I'm not just talking about crew, I'm talking about passengers as well. I'll take one example. Yeah. I remember one gentleman who was flying back from Hong Kong uh, and he was sitting in upper class and we were made aware that uh, he was travelling home because his family had all passed away in a terrible road traffic collision. And he was going Gosh. back uh, to have to deal with that. Now, even though that didn't, you know, we weren't involved in that. We, as crew, as a human, you can't help but feel feel for, for these people. You know, people are traveling for certain reasons. And you value life so much. And it's just hard to comprehend what somebody is actually going through. So, so like, on a human level, it's a skill that you have as crew, as a person, because you meet so many unbelievable people who are struggling. Now, you might have undergone a lot of problems in your life as well, where you can offer your help and guidance and and support and your, your like, kind of your advice and try and help other people out. When you're talking to somebody and you're sharing an interest, a common interest, it's you can't help but feel if in that moment in time like the empathy, the compassion. If you can help in any way, shape or form or make somebody feel a little bit easier in that situation, then that's just what you do. That's just how you are as a person, as crew. The, you have that skill, that ability to kind of like be the the most important person to whoever you're talking to at that moment in time. It's, it's, it's just, it's just something, it's something that you, you have inside of you, you know, it's just, it's, it's a great, it's a great skill to have.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Which takes us nicely on to uh, number eight, stress tolerance and the ability to work well under uh, pressure. Uh, I mean, that sort of collectively, Sort of joins together a few, but um, just run us through anything we, we we may have missed.
0: I think it goes without saying, um, being a cabin crew or flight attendant, if you're listening in, uh, from from the states, it's. Um, it's, very, it's a very physical job, a lot of people don't realize that, and it's a very yeah. stressful one. I mean, you're dealing with the situations, basically flight delays, uh, full loads, uh, difficult demanding passengers, or even uh, crew conflicts. it, it It's um, its very often the case that basically there is some tension between various crew members. Um, you need to be able to accept criticism to deal with basically um, rude people. I mean, there, there are plenty of them flying around. Um, and... and deal with uh, with uh, high stress situations on a daily basis effectively basically i think it's your ability to let go um will will serve you well in in whatever um um, uh, role you're going to be doing next whether it's going to be with an airline or it's or or outside of the industry no matter where you land it will be it will come handy
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely
1: i've got i've got to say this paper that you've written it's a little bit like a therapy session
2: yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's very it, relaxed here. Eh? <laughs> any
1: if any crew are out there wondering what their crew leveraging skills are, please go through these fifteen points. Go through this mm. paper because you will sharp remember all. Like when you go through all these points, a specific moment you remember loads. To be honest, but you remember what you did to kind of turn that situation around. You'll always have an example. Now, stress tolerance and ability to work well under pressure straight away, one of them that comes to mind is a classic case of homophobia by one member of crew and another member of crew. And as a supervisor, you're in the middle of it all and you're having to deal with both sides of it. Now, you know what's right and you know what's wrong, but there's a way of dealing with that situation on board the aircraft to make sure that there's no conflict on board and the job has to be completed to get to where you need to be there. Otherwise, it's just it's going to hit the fan, but you still have to address it. You've got to deal with it. And these are all stresses that you're undergoing as a supervisor because that's your job. You've got to deal with it and it's not easy. And these are all stresses that are building up on top of the job that you're already doing to getting the service completed on top of somebody's entertainment problems on top of a meal choice problem. All you, you might have about 20, 30 different problems at any one time, but you have having to deal with them all. Now it's a yep. stress and it, it, it can cause you like anxious moments. But these are all things once you land and you get off that plane and you can just unload and you you, you kind of go home and you think, How on earth did I get through that flight and deal with it? It's a miracle. I swear to yep. god, it's a miracle. I, I don't think that you can even achieve that in any other line of work, you know, especially like like you know, in, in any in any other like aspect career. It's just one of those things that you have as cabin crew inside of you to, to get the job done.
2: Yeah. 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 T- totally agree with that one. And let's so say, going back to something Simon said, your paper literally encompasses everything that mm-hmm. we've been speaking about over the, uh, uh, pretty much the last two years or coming up to the uh, two years. Right. Number nine sales skills. Now, um, interesting one for me. Um, and, and Simon, Simon used to do a bit of sales as well. Um, when I sort of first read this, it's it's not as a supervisor as well in a flight. You've also got to sell the actual flight to the crew, i.e., it's going to be a, yeah. a nice day out. You're going mm. some somewhere else. Um, how do you see this uh, this sales skills?
0: A lot of airlines are introducing now paid onboard service. Even the full service um, uh, airlines, the the BA's, the Virgin's, the um, the Cathay Pacific's, uh, even the Emirates of the world. Uh, so it's it's uh, um, depending on the airline, um, um, you will have had sales targets to uh, to meet, and I think it's basically. It's a really important one because sales skills, no matter the industry, again, um, it will be, it will come handy uh, whatever you decide to do, whether you stay in the industry, you go outside of the industry. Extremely useful, and and of course, with sales comes the influencing skills. Um, um, the 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 ability to to really communicate effectively. I mean that's going to be uh, uh, point number ten. The communication, the interpersonal skills, the effective communication. I mean it, it's it's really to get your point across proficiently, promptly, advising passengers on a, on whether it's emergency pro, um, procedures or any other information that needs to be um, um, relayed on. Uh, clearly so it's 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 really handy because it's not only sales it's influencing its decision making it's it's basically uh, if you want to go into real estate if you want to go in to um to develop your own business i mean it's, it's business development i mean it's, what is it it's picking up the phone getting on with people uh, developing and uh, trust credibility um uh, i mean you need to be like the ball. I mean, the sales is so multifaceted, and you do that unknowingly, and uh, can on a daily basis. Really. It's, it's, whether you're working at uh, Ryanair selling um, scratch art, or um, you work at BA um, advising uh, uh, the first-class passengers on the wine selection, on the on the uh, the food selection. I mean, it's all advisory sales i uh, think it's it's again how you think about it how you position it and how you sell it in your next interview
1: yeah i think it's very important to be honest as well and know your product when it comes to sales and that's what you do as cabin crew as long as you've got a good history and your good knowledge about the airline that you work for when people are asking for your uh when they've got questions about your airline the upper class lounge for starters you know or the Oh, what Trev? What was the name of the lounge where you you went uh, after you landed? It was
2: Revivals.
1: The Revivals Lounge. Know your products. Have a really good sound knowledge of uh, of all things to do that's related to before the flight, after the flight, that passengers, the frequent flyer program. You have to know about the product. It's very important because once the passenger asks for your advice, you have to have a sound knowledge and be honest about it as well. I uh, did a brief short spell about a year after I stopped flying in selling cars. So the ability to talk to a customer, to be honest about the product, to kind of like, uh, just to like, you know, cause they're very knowledgeable. Customers are so knowledgeable that they're more than what you're, than what you think. Uh, so as long as you have a good self knowledge and you're honest with them, uh, then that's a really good skill to have. Know your product.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Say. So- and and i mean from your experience um do you think crew members literally make natural sales obviously you can't speak for everyone um but you you know and it's more i find it's more the influencer than than the actual sales Although the sales are indirect yeah. like uh just saying oh um does this what what when customers ask oh what do you think of this perfume or or, or aftershave you know that they're, they're very good influences uh uh in, in in that respect let's say do you think crew make natural salespeople?
0: they do and i think it's a lot of them don't realize it but the empathy the emotional intelligence the the uh yeah the trust the credibility and all those things that you need to build up in in, in another person's mind and i think it's it's all the building blocks are all there and the interpersonal skills the team working skills the cultural awareness all those things that we're going to be talking about it's You can't possibly do the job well if you don't apply those skills on a day-to-day basis. And the patience, I think that would be uh, the adaptability, the flexibility. I think those things are also the ability to bounce back, take criticism. I mean, as a salesperson, all you do is taking pun like uh, uh, getting punched in the face. I mean, it's basically that, that's that's your job, and uh, your success will be determined by your ability to uh, stand up and and uh, shake yourself and just yeah, absolutely, again. which
2: so. which takes us on nicely to uh, number ten, communications and interpersonal uh, skills. Again, a combination of many, but but what's your what's your take on it? I think it's
0: particularly important when it comes to emergencies you know how to um, how to act how to relay information to your team members to passengers plainly effectively uh, explain complex uh, things so it's where it really uh, becomes relevant to other sectors it's it's really it's the the ability to listen to clients requests respond to them uh, in a timely manner and I think it's basically just Again, irrespective of the role that you are targeting or the industry, this will be uh, critical. I think it's basically it doesn't really matter what you do; it's um, it's um, it will come handy, basically. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: So, uh, Simon, what, what what's quickly bring Simon here? What's your in? Well, what's your the difference between the communication skills of cabin crew and somebody say who who works in your your sector in the in the emergency sector?
1: At, communication. Uh, for me it has to be clear it has to be uh, delivered in a way that people fully understand no jargon no technical terms you have to communicate and make sure the person who you've communicated to understands what you're saying because it's so easy just to say something and walk off and then that person stood there going uh, what did what did they say again? And, and, and get it totally wrong. You have to communicate it in a clear way and make sure they understand what you're saying. And that's delivered vocally and through your body language. Uh, so it's 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 a skill that you have, again, on board the aircraft where you, communication is paramount. It's there's, there's been so many times where we've been on board and there's been miscommunication and things have gone wrong. So you learn from your mistakes and you make sure everything's communicated Clearly, especially in emergencies, yeah. blow my necks. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, that's exactly.
1: yeah. I mean, we've. I mean, I remember having a decompression on board the aircraft. I mean, that's when you. That's why drills are so important. That's why there's uh, the PA's are there because of the, the yeah. clear, and you you can you can take clear direction from that PA. There's going to be no mistakes. Uh, you deliver the PA as it should be. Communication is delivered as it should be all skills that you've got as cabin crew.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Which yep. neatly takes us into number 11 uh team working skills and oh. cultural uh, awareness. Mm-hmm. Arpen, over to you.
0: This is huge. This is huge especially if you're if you've been working for one of the uh, one of the truly global airlines like one of the uh Gulf um carriers you're 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 dealing with people from different cultural backgrounds. Backgrounds, uh, religious backgrounds. Uh, um, mm. um, I think it's 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 your ability to build rapport easily with 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 anyone. I think it's, mm. there are very few jobs out there which really requires you to um, um, to be that culturally aware. And again, um, um, your ability to work effectively as part of a the team. I think it's basically this is this is what every single job, uh, whatever you look at, uh, again mm. regardless of the industry, will specify that it work as, you really need to work uh, uh, with with uh, with a diverse group of people it's always in the top 10 sort of um, um uh, requirements so um this is again if you have a few examples of how you demonstrated your team working skills, i think you should be in top position to um to be one of the finalist candidates basically so yeah huge one, really important one
1: Absolutely. Te- team teamwork skills, uh, especially when you you work in a, a crew five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, up to seventeen. When I was flying, uh, you you have to work. You have to be seen to be helping your work colleague out. You start working well within a team, and they see that you are a hard team worker, and you're there to offer your your support when you might be finished on your side. But you get out there. You you get on the other side. You help your colleague. And they'll return the favor. It's infectious. Yeah. If you work well within a team, everybody wants to work as one because they see you working hard. Lead by it goes to lead by example as well, and then everybody pulls together as a team. Culturally awareness, being culturally yeah. aware, especially when you're long haul, the so many different places that you fly to: Lagos, Shanghai, Hong Kong, Jamaica, uh, other other Caribbean's, India. You, you're, de- you're dealing with so many different cultures and while you when you've done so many flights you know that they're all different the passengers are very different people because that's just their culture so you can adapt you get used to how they talk to you sometimes on like you say on a Lagos flight in it's your first one people used to get off the plane really upset like oh my god they were so rude to me they were so rude to me the way it spoke to me the way they hissed at me it's their culture don't be offended by it that's the way they communicate it's absolutely fine or you'll go and do with Japan flight they're very quiet they sit there they don't really ask for much it's just being aware of how these different cultures are on board that aircraft it's all skills that you possess and you can take them into the real world in different jobs and then when you are like in that environment, you can kind of adapt, and you can you can be it's you can show your respect uh, by adapting to their culture, and and they take that as like a trust, you know, they take that as like an element of trust because they can see that you've had experience in the past in their culture, and that goes a long way. Yeah,
2: yeah totally agree. Totally agree. Well, yeah. Right, moving on, gentlemen. Right, uh, sorry, can I can introduce the next one.
1: Right. Oh, right, okay then. This is probably one that I'll maybe struggle with. Okay. That's why
2: I gave it to you. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Comp- composure and self-control. Now I'm gonna keep it together. I'm not gonna lose my temper. <laughs> so explain about, about composure and self-control are part.
0: I mean you must keep your cool at all times. I think that's rule number one um in this job. I think it's basically you can't possibly um uh, let your emotions loose. You need to to keep your your uh, like any kind of behavior that is out of character is out of the question. I think it's basically this is a valuable skill to have in any sort of life situation, particularly in high pressure managerial roles, by the way. So it's it's um again um, really um one of those skills that you develop on the job quite quickly in fact um i think when it comes to screening potential cabin crew i think this is one of the things that they look for uh, is this person keeping the, is is the, how how do you help handle pressure um do you tolerate someone who is angry who's upset with you who's uh, throwing insults at you uh, in the middle of the night i think it's 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 one of those really difficult. it's easier said than done this one but when it comes to actually um uh practicing this I think I would struggle <laughs> thats, that's that, that would be my bet <laughs> I, I
1: and I will totally agree with you ourll on that one because this is something that I have the ability to do it but it's not that it's not that I, di- I didn't do it every time because there'd been lot there been quite a lot of times where it's sometimes my, my emotions would get the better of me, especially if I was asking certain people to do certain things and I'd yeah. deliver it quite calmly. And then, after about three or four times, it wasn't getting done. Sometimes I would, I'd kind of, I'd, I could revert to a child, I'd go in a huff and I'd be, I'd be disappointed. I would, I would take it personally, I'd be offended that nobody's doing what I'm asking them to do. And composure yeah. and self control is something that I didn't quite master consecutively. I, 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 I could do it sometimes depending on my emotions, but it wasn't my strongest point. What about yeah. you, Trent?
2: Well, yeah, well, if I to say that it depends on the time of day. If you've been up all night, you know, um, I call it the British Officer Syndrome. I don't know if you've ever seen the film Zulu. You know, that their, their composure, yeah. no, the reason I oh, say yeah. that, that 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 their their composure um is just about to be attacked and they're more the way they came across was more concerned whether a soldier had their top button, under, yeah. even though they just had it So that's good self-control. Um, you know, so, but yeah, it, again, it's something we've all need to master, I suppose. Again, shift work, you, you, your mood is going to be very differently at three o'clock in the morning when you've been up all day as, as well than it is. If you've had a really, really good night's uh, rest. So yeah, I, I think, Lots to learn. I think that's an ongoing uh, lesson there. So, si, going on to number thirteen, time management and organisation skills. Again, should speak for itself. But anything you would like to add, Arpad?
1: I'm still, I'm still, I'm still getting over composed with self control. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, compa- compa- yeah, we've moved on now. Control oh, yourself. Yeah, yeah. We're on this one now. <laughs> so, yeah, no, time, management um, organization. When it comes to time
0: management and organisation. Yeah, I think it's basically like you're delivering meals. You you have customer issues to deal with. You have potential emergencies. I mean, there are time constraints on flights. Some are short, some are long. Uh, you must be able to prioritize. Uh, but even in your daily life, I mean, there are a few roles out there that require you to be really disciplined and organized in your own uh, like um, daily life. You have to be um, standby from time to time. You have to really um, uh, be able to go to work. At- the last minute so very very few roles out there in the real world outside of aviation or shipping or uh, uh, wherever time management and organization skills is such an important thing um, is required i think again for most roles this type of like um, almost almost military type of time management and organization skills will not be required not be necessary um, but i think you've got it as a crew and i think you really need to be able to just uh, effectively convey it on paper whether it's your cv or couple letter or, or or your interview i think again a lot of uh, education needs to go into this because people outside of the industry have no idea yeah
1: yeah. yeah, time management's massive in the airline industry. I mean, you have to be you have to be there on time for your briefing to yeah. to read all your notices. You've got there's a plane taken off at a certain time and organizational skills as well. It's like I know for a fact when in the line of work that I, I do now uh, time management. I'm always early. I hate being late yeah. uh, it's because I'm not used to it. I'm I'm always there be, before I, I need to sign on. And I like to be organized as well. And these are all skills that i got from being cabin crew because you just need to know where things are. You need to have your passport. You need to have your ID. That needs to be in check. Uh, you need to be well-groomed. You need to have all the right things with you. You know, you, you need to, all the things that you have on board, whatever service that you perform and has to be there for when you're ready to go out in the cabin. And these are skills that are just kind of like drummed into you throughout your years of flying that you will take into your other lines of work as well. Key.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Again, it's, um, I always like to arrive early. It's, it's nice to sit down, have a relax and have a coffee before your sort of day starts, just to mm-hmm. get your thoughts uh, together. More important as a leader as well and a uh, and a, uh, a manager, but always puts you in good stead for Anything in life, even family engagements, you know, it's good to turn up uh, a, a bit earlier rather than uh, late. Right? Okay. Uh, number fourteen: brand presentation skills and attention uh, to detail. I mean, again, something in the airline I particularly work in. They're they're very big, very very hot on this. But I'm I'm guessing you can be your own brand as well. It's how you present yourself. Uh, but what's your uh, interpretation of it, uh, iPad?
0: I think this is one of the key transferable skills that is very easy to overlook. Um, the attention to detail. I mean, paying attention, being careful about the smallest of details. Uh, again, re- regardless of the airline that you're working for, it's one of the top qualities any cabin crew um, has. Basically, uh, um, paying attention to brand consistency, things like uniform standards, personal conduct, presentation. Um, your understanding of the of 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 the uh, of the fact that. That um, uh, detail drives customer perception and experience, and ultimately this whole brand loyalty. And we mentioned it earlier. You are the ambassador of the airline. I mean, you are probably more uh, visible than the CEO him or herself. So yeah. it's basically it's, it's uh, again, no matter what the industry you would like to transition or break into, this skill will be top of any employer's risk of le- requirements. Basically, like this, the 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 acute attention to detail will. Uh, distinguish you uh, from all the rest. Basically. If you present it well, basically, that's, so. yeah, that's and I'm just thinking.
1: just just remember when you were on board that flight and you delivered your service and you put your little twist on it, you give it that little bit extra. Just remember those like those moments, uh, and it's 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 what stands out in the passengers customers uh, mind because. It's different. It's not just, there's my drink. Uh, Can I have a drink? There you go. There's your drink. Boom, on your table. You might have done something different with simple things like your napkin or you might have said something that was, you know, different to like what another crew member might have done. Uh, You know, attention to detail, just those tiny little bits of attention to detail that were noticed by the passenger, that were noticed by whoever was on board that aircraft. And it just sets you you aside from everybody else and they'll go away and they'll go away and they'll be like, wow, this crew member, they were amazing. You know, that they, they, they were, they were absolutely brilliant in the service delivery, that the attention to detail was fantastic, you know, tiny little things and the noticed yeah. and they, they can do, you can demonstrate that in so many other roles, stand out.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely loving this. Oh, bad, Right, take it to number 15, uh, which is something that wouldn't even happen probably a a generation ago, a generation ago even. The uh, social media and marketing skills. Yep. So this is almost a new industry that we can sort of learn from youngsters. I mean, my girls are a whiz at sort of uh, so, 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 social media. They're so quick. On it. I'm learning and getting faster. Uh, but this is... Uh, a, a young person's game, uh, yeah. in my eyes. What, what, what what's, what's your take on it?
0: I mean, social media skills very important. Again, I think it's being savvy with things like Instagram, TikTok, um, uh, LinkedIn, uh, uh, Facebook, whatever it is that you um, you can think of. A lot of crew, by the way, from my experience, have already a very strong social media presence. They yeah. are sharing their highlights of their just lifestyle. They have a a lot of followers on Instagram and other platforms. A lot of pilots are doing the same as well. Basically, yeah. um, they're blogging, um, building their influence, their presence. Basically, they start. Uh, some of them are are collaborating with brands, and and they really promote promote um, products. They have this side hustle, by the way. So it's it's basically uh, like the ability to sell. Very um, very similar to that. Um, online marketing skills. Basically, they're very likely that they're going to be sought out uh, in other non-flying roles as well so this is one. it's a bonus one i think it is it's not one of the core uh core transfer skills but it's something that as, as you said especially the the young generation i think this is this is a no-brainer uh to include
1: yeah yeah and i've just got to say as well to add on to that with social media it opens up so many doors uh with you if you are looking to progress your career or expand uh in whatever area of uh, employment career-wise whatever pathway you're going down social media is such a powerful tool we've we've discovered that over the last two years because two years ago we weren't even a thing myself and trevor not just crew wasn't born and uh look what we have uh, been able to get to go down the journey that we've kind of gone down trevor it's unbelievable it's and uh Social media before this, all I had was Facebook. Now it's like it's there's about yep. five, six different types of social media now that we're still getting used to. But, like, we are a lot more confident with the social media now. And without social media, we would never have been able to have interviews with CEOs of airlines to, to, to open the doors to people who can offer the services to a broad audience area of people who have been looking for support and encouragement in that transition from being cabin crew into other airlines social media has been able to provide that in invaluable service
2: yeah yeah, yeah. as, as yeah. i say you sort of said there um crew have literally individual crew literally got their own channels and become influencers mm-hmm. uh in their own right that's what i mean it, it, it's been massive i mean um i'm still getting to grips with this tiktok and these they, they, these other ones again it's just become such a uh, uh a wide expanse of influencing me, me, meet, meeting people it's uh it, it is mind-blowing and I say I'm, I'm still trying to uh, uh, get to grips uh, my, my sort of daughters help me out uh when, when they can i mean so simon i say i've got to admit you've become quite a whiz on the uh, social media or something you didn't even probably nope. know about, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. a t- t- tick t- TikTok. Mm. Uh, as only so much dancing we can do, especially with my arthritis. Uh, but I, tr- I tr- try not yeah. to do that. But it, it it's been amazing to say that the, these fifteen points you've given, iPad uh, have been amazing. I as- know I said it earlier, but it has encompassed everything we've been sort of talking about over these uh, last uh, cu- cu- couple of years. We're sort of c- cu- coming to the end now. But I know, um, you you know your recruitment sort of s- s- specialist. Uh, an executive uh, sort of recruiter as well. What interview tips, I mean, we've we talked about the knowledge, but what interview tips would would, would you give anyone looking to change not, not only their sort of career, but their sort of lifestyle? I mean, they're not changing jobs, but if they wanted to go into sort of uh, possibly uh, what, one of the professions, um, we talked about transition of, 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 of crew here. Doesn't have to be just cabin crew, but fl- flight deck yeah. uh, as well. You want to go into a new career. What what tips would you give to people looking to change?
0: I think an open mind would be uh, the number one. Being nimble, agile, adaptable, basically using those skills that you gained on the job. I think it's basically realize that there are other roles, other industries out there that are are growing, um, and not having such a, uh, a difficult time as, as aviation still has um so it's it's and also um, when you are uh, complying your um, uh, or composing your your uh, resume or uh, or cv uh, use the language of your target audience get rid of all the industry specific jargon acronyms a lot of crew cvs uh, include things like, like aviation specific stuff that no one really understands outside of the industry get rid of it and be mindful that basically, when you're crafting your CV or LinkedIn profile or, or any other market, career marketing tool, use language that is familiar in the industry where you're going yeah. to, um, versus the one that you are about to leave. Basically, so it's it's uh, it's really important that you realize that basically the whole world is not aviation. There are other other sectors out there, and you really need to make sure that um, uh, uh, you present your skills in a way that is understandable to the outside world. Babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: that would be uh, well, that
0: would be the, the top one.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely Well look, uh, so look, we're coming to the end. Zone. So I, um, if, if that I'll ask you in a minute where people can contact you or or, or, or follow you on a social media. But site, so, uh any closing comments from you, sir? <sighs> uh
1: listen, thank you so much, our It's like I've I've loved going through these 15 points and your background is amazing and Thank you so much for your time and for sharing this to everybody, because so many questions still come through now. Even though, like we're almost two year old, people are asking yeah. for advice when it comes to interviews, uh, what what yeah. they need to say. Uh, have you got any tips? I'm sure, without a doubt, going through these fifteen points and just taking each one and having a good example of when you've displayed those qualities is invaluable. Absolutely. And, and once you get past the CV process and you get that one on one interview, you can come up with so many different scenarios. You, you can. You really can. You can come up with them scenarios when you. So when you're asked a question, you've got the examples there and then. And just be yourself. Just absolutely be yourself because they will buy into you and they'll buy sure. into the amazing person that you that you are and all them experiences that you've undergone on those plane on, on the plane and it'll put your head and shoulders above everybody else because I can guarantee other like maybe he's in the healthcare profession, might be a little bit different way. You can display like how special you are because you're adapting with so many different people. But the airline to me is put you in so many different situations that nobody else can go through. You're flying all around the world. You're meeting so many different people from all walks of life, and you've experienced so much more than what anybody else has. You've got what it takes. You've got those examples you have. Yep. You've got the experience. Go through those fifteen points, and I, I promise you, you 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 will have an outstanding chance in any interview that you go for.
2: Yeah, well, we'll put all those into the, uh, the description, both uh, on the audio version and and the video version for, for YouTube as well. Listen, iPad, um, where can everyone uh, find you if they want to make contact?
0: i think linkedin is probably the best place um our um, um uh if you put it if you put it in there aren't that many our uh, out there um i normally share uh these quick tips um um on, on linkedin really on a daily basis so snippets of of uh, info on things like uh, job search um, um uh, career transitions um, interviewing assessment centers uh, behavioral interviews things like that that's the only thing that i would add um, is that as crew you have an advantage because you know what it is doing inter- uh, what it is to tackle um, behavioral interview questions tell me about the time when you did that tell me about the time when you had when you, you had to deal with a situation like that so because all the airlines are are um, using that whether it's pa virgin um, EasyJet. easy wh- wh- whichever you're working for, or have been working for. Um, that's what you need to expect, because um, that's what everyone is, is applying at the moment. Basically. Yeah,
1: so yeah, examples,
0: that... examples, examples for each of these, it's great to be aware of them. But you really need to have a couple of examples, specific examples to demonstrate that so don't just um, show or don't don't just tell show. Basically. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's good to have a good, a good yep. bank of questions uh, in your mind. Well, look, Arpad, thank you so, so much uh, for joining us. We're going to say goodbye to the viewers now. Hang on where you are just while we uh, end this show. Everyone else, um, join us and I in a couple of minutes for the uh, summary, and uh, hopefully we'll see you all again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Arpad. Uh, that was uh, really I think one of the best episodes uh, we've ever had, Simon mentioned at the beginning of the show about some of the uh, quality. But even uh, while we were interviewing him, um, I I, I stopped even thinking about the uh, quality of the video and listened to the uh, content he put in. Uh, But we're going to have... List this all down, down below. Uh, also, um, we're going to uh, link him in with the uh, LinkedIn. He's written several papers uh, as well, uh, several about uh, women in aviation. I'll bring Simon in quickly just so we can uh, have a, uh, a quick summary of that episode. Simon. How good with that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was that, man? Yeah. That was pre- pretty, pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. say, I, mean, I was watching The Time when we were interviewing him, and there's so much more that we could have uh, talked about that. And as I said, I, I know I said it during the episode, um, but he literally encompassed everything that we've been talking about on Not Just Crew for the last couple of years. And he mm-hmm. has put them in a a very, very uh, neat, neat package. Uh, yeah. So what do you think?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, amazing. Uh, the way he kind of uh, delivered each point uh, step by step. And then we were able to give him examples. And I think he quite enjoyed that as well, because, uh, we were kind of, like, through his points, we were able to express exactly what we had gone through at that, at those moments in time. Uh, we, we've also, I mean, we've had Paul Tizard, uh, don't forget, who's uh, uh, Ali Tasker Murphy. Uh, we've had Heidi Cole. We've got so many people within our group who offer the support uh, with Not Just Crew uh, for us. And our pad is just one of the many supporters and influencers in our group who are there to assist and help you guys out if you need any support that's what we're here for we can uh, take you through all these these things that you're finding quite difficult to express and we're able to kind of like put things a little bit more clearer when you do go for that role.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As as I say, I mean, he did uh, in, encompass everything we 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 have been talking about. And say, so I'm I'm so glad you mentioned the others such as uh, Annie and Paul, who did a great uh, LinkedIn presentation of us. To so say, watch that in the yeah. on, on the YouTube videos uh, somewhere. Uh, and um, Heidi Cole, uh, presently working on a, a project for us as well. And there's some exciting news to come out, uh, you know, fr- fr- from her in the near future. But no, that's been really good. As you know, I've had a a really bad uh uh cold uh definitely wasn't uh if, so uh, i mean that's uh and he he sparked he sparked my day up you know so i'm not <laughs> i look as rough but not feeling as rough should as a, i should I have
1: sparked you out <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah he should, should, should have done but no i'm, I'm hoping we're gonna, get, we're gonna have him on a uh again because yeah. i'd really like to discuss some of the other papers that he's written right okay I, uh, yeah. as
1: well so yeah absolutely yeah. Well, well remembered uh our have done papers about uh, obviously pilots and women in aviation as well. So this is something that we we'll want to explore. So listen, if you've got any stories, if you're a female pilot and you've got any stories and you're willing to come on the show, then just give us a shout. Just, uh, just drop a little message in the comments box. or go to hello dash you not just crew.com.
2: Absolutely. Right. Okay. That's as I was wrapped for a, uh, another, another week. Uh, and well, We'll be back on uh, next week with uh, another exciting episode. See you guys then. See you guys. Bye.
1: There's my aeroplane going flying.